What is up, you Politipop heads? This is co-host and creator of the Politipop podcast, Mike Booch, here to let you know that this following episode is going to be our housekeeping episode for the week of September 25th, 2020. We took this segment out of our Lovecraft Country episodes one through three analysis to bring you just the current events and our thoughts on them. Uh, If you want the Lovecraft Country review. We're uploading that separately in its own tidy little episode. Thank you so much for listening or watching or however you're taking in this podcast. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the episode. All right. I want to do three, two, one snap this week. Ready? All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Politipop Podcast, the podcast where we read between the lines of your favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within. I am your co-host, Mike Booch, a.k.a. Lovecraft's Cat, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by my co-host, Ty. Hey, what's going on? All right, fantastic. Not much. We are getting ready to review Lovecraft Country, which is a, uh, a an HBO original series that, that just premiered uh, recently. So it's still actually coming out, which is awesome. And... Um, it uh you know deals with the the lore of of famed or infamous if you want to go that route uh, fantasy writer H P Lovecraft and and puts a little racial undertone behind it but we'll talk about that in a little bit how's it going by you Ty? It's uh it's going okay. <laughs> How about with you? Um, going great. But uh, good, good. That's uh that's just in my own head. I'm aware that the world around me is burning, but my uh altered and ascended state of mind at the moment allows me to not focus on those things. But uh, but I'm about to, because before we get into Lovecraft Country, we do have some housekeeping. You ready for this housekeeping, Ty? I was born ready. Let's do it. All right. So, in recent news, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, formerly known as the uh, appropriating uh, notorious RBG, uh, she's a Supreme Court justice who has passed away. Uh, you know, what? I've never even yeah. heard of her. Yeah, that 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 happened, and uh, there are uh, there are a lot of a lot of takes on on her passing and what it means. Uh, how do you feel about this, Ty? Yeah, so you know we spoke a little bit about it uh, off mic, but I feel like liberals are now using her death as um, a way to push uh, undecided voters and leftists to vote, saying you know her her legacy is on your shoulders now. You know if you don't if you don't vote for Biden. You know, it, we're screwed because she's gone, and and you know Trump's going to appoint someone else. Well, guess what? They're already doing that, right? Uh, Mitch McConnell said, I think, like an hour after her death, that they were going to be voting in the next week or so um, on Trump's replacement. He for was her, actually so. he was woken up right out of his bed, and like you know, <laughs> he sensed her death. Like, yeah, they were like they're like uh, Mr. McConnell. It's uh, RBG Delta, and he was like, oh, all right, and oh, <laughs> like he got. He, no, he's like Palpatine. He was like, yeah, yeah. He, he was ready for it. You, you mean he like yes, he his chair sensing. spun around, and you saw his glowing <laughs> eyes out from the the, the the shadow of the cloak over his head. No, Palpatine's way cooler than McConnell. Yeah, Palpatine is way cooler than McConnell. Um. 
Maybe a little bit less evil too, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but, possibly. <laughs> but yeah, you know, because RBG, she was actually already used as a bargaining chip uh, to to voter shame beforehand when they were like, oh well, you know, RBG is not going to last forever, and who you know, whoever gets in office next is you know going to be choosing the next Supreme Court justice and stuff like that, and um. You know, in a way, it makes me kind of glad that uh, that the Republicans are pushing through another nominee already because, you know, that's not something that they can, you know, that, that the liberals can use to voter shame and then, you know, before the election because we'll already have another Supreme Court justice. But, like, I don't know, just the fact that, like, this this game is being played with the Supreme Court, which are nine human beings with very public biases uh, deciding on human rights – like that's that's insane. Like when you take a step back from it, like you know, spe- specifically the game was played with our last president when uh, uh, Drone Bama was in office, and uh, and they wouldn't let him replace uh, Scalia before before uh, he was out of office. And right. and now they're you know they put like it's it's obvious you know like it's it's obviously foul play and it's obviously double standards and stuff. But like you know the the fact that this can be done like everyone's pawns in this chess game bro and it's like you know they're just the the lower class or the you know the ones who have to suffer for these other people playing their games like it's it's wild yeah i mean i think it's it's something we've been talking about uh for for a while right on this podcast is, you know social class and and how we're we're pitted against each other and we're used by those in power um and and just it's another example of it uh you know and all these people want to come out and, and, and talk about, you know, uh, Ginsburg like she was some sort of, I don't know, Jesus Christ symbol or, you know, some some great hero. I know she definitely uh, helped push, you know, uh, women's rights and, and things like that. But uh, it was kind of almost strictly white women's rights. So, you know, there, there's yeah. definitely like a lot of stuff people don't want to talk about. Um, I, I shared a, a meme on Facebook that uh, definitely upset some people. Uh, it, it was it was uh her quote saying Kaepernick's decision not to stand for the Star Spangled Banner to call attention to racial inju- racial injustice is dumb and disrespectful, which is actually a quote by her. She did say that. Um, she later recanted and said that you know she didn't understand the situation enough and shouldn't have commented, which you know which whatever. Very well, maybe true, but why are people that old having to decide things for generations to come? Exactly. You know, like the fact that it's a lifelong uh, duty is is ridiculous. Um, like the fact that anyone wants to stay in any job for their life is is insane to me. But um, yeah, I mean, everyone should have you know a, a time limit, right? The president has a four and max of eight year term, right? Why doesn't every position uh, in government in in the court system have that? It it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean. You know, you, you look at people like McConnell have been around forever and, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's just it's it's really frustrating that uh, you can't get like new, you know, blood in there, younger blood in there. And, and you know, uh, I know that if she had retired during Obama's administration, we wouldn't be in this situation. Right. Where, where people would feel like the you know gay rights and and women's rights would be in danger because then Obama, as much as I hate him, probably would have uh, appointed uh you know, a, a much more somebody liberal, who is more publicly, yeah. You know, like, you know le- leans a little more liberally. Through, yeah, even if they would push through like terrible things at some points, they would still be like, "Don't worry, we just 
we just saved reproductive rights. And, like, it, this yeah. is wild, dude. It's yeah. like a reality TV show. It's like, all right, they won the fight this week for women's <laughs> rights and reproductive rights. But, you know, what about next week? Like, it all hangs in the balance as, once again, nine people with very public biases. Like, you have ones who are particularly Republican, right-wing conservative, and ones who are a little bit left of them. And then you, there's always like yep. the one, the one that's going to decide it every time. Like that is, I, I just, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't know. I don't know how anybody could take that seriously. Right, we're talking about like human game. rights, right? Like human, human rights, rights. That can be easily overturned by replacing a person in the, in that with position. A person right? like with an opinion, like. I, I tweeted out on the podcast t- Twitter. I was like, uh, "Well, at least uh, Supreme Court Justice Tommy Lahren will uh, be pro-choice." <laughs> <laughs> I was you actually know? joking about that with someone at work. Oh, That's so funny, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like he's Trump said it was going to be a woman, so like, yeah, you know, go him. Yep. That's yeah. so funny. You thought that too. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's just, uh, you know, it's just crazy to be like, all right, so. Um, uh, hey, if you're in the uh, LGBTQ community, uh, sorry, as of tomorrow, you're no longer going to have your rights because we have a we have a new uh, Supreme Court justice. It's like, h- how is that a what, thing, like, right? Like a Supreme Court justice who like has publicly stated on Twitter, like, you know, <laughs> I will uphold the Bible over actual human beings. Like, yep. I, what, what it's it's insane. Um, I do, uh, and I, I don't mean to use it as an ableist term. I mean it literally goes outside of sanity. Um, you know, but there, uh, there are some, you know, like really important cases that that Ruth Bader Ginsburg decided, and you know, th- those are like part of her legacy. Um, you know, in uh, in 1996, the Virginia Military Institute was the country's last remaining all male public undergraduate college. Uh, but by the end of the year, you know that wouldn't be the case. Uh, and thanks, and that's thanks to uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who uh, said that the admissions policy of men only violated the Equal Protection Clause, the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. Um, there's uh, you know, uh, Bush v. Gore, in which George W. Bush had had. Uh, had put in that like he didn't want a recount to happen and the Supreme Court voted on it and and uh, and you know blocked the recount basically which is you know how we got George W. Bush as our president uh, so obviously like the bad guys won but RBG said I dissent like that was it she wrote a note and that that was this is from teenvogue.com by the oh, way Christ. this is really cutting edge journalism um <laughs> In 2015, you have uh, a landmark case that granted same-sex couples the right to marry in all 50 states uh, as a former official of same-sex weddings and an advocate for LGBTQ rights. It is believed that Ginsburg outspokenness affected public opinion. Uh, and uh, there's, there's a few more. But also, there are some times when she, uh, you know, she kind of let down uh individuals who weren't white women she has a very mixed record when it comes to when it comes to race when it came to prison conditions and the rights of incarcerated people justice ginsburg simply wasn't as visible she wasn't the primary author on any of our blockbuster human rights and prison cases when she did author a decision based on these issues it was generally when the court was unanimous or near unanimous meanwhile in split decisions she generally sided with the more liberal justices but she was not the primary author in other words she just wasn't a leader in this particular area of jurisprudence. Uh, oh, God damn it. In other words, she just wasn't a leader in this particular area of jurisprudence. But that doesn't negate her tremendous influence on other areas of law. Uh, if you want the full article, you can fucking read it in our show notes and sources. But, um, you know, there's a, she, you know, she has a very mixed... Uh, 
mixed history in regards to like native issues as well uh you know dating back yep. to the 70s and then in the 90s she would like deny ever having presided on these cases or yeah. you know like she never took their side like would yeah. never take their side man and uh you know i've been telling you a lot off mic that like you know, I just so I've been listening to uh, Howard Zinn's uh, history, a uh, people's history of the United States on audiobook, and like it is, you know, the the more I hear about it, the more I know I see that the system is a joke. <clears throat> like historically, it's just it's just been built to further people with European features and and fair skin. Like that's yep. you know that's that's it at it at its base. And like even and that even in this world where we do have somebody like uh, you know Justice Ginsburg who was considered to be uh, you know a liberal champion and a, and a you know a, you know like the last remaining uh, good that we had on the Supreme Court in order you know in order to like you know uh, preserve human rights, even she was so problematic and and one sided in some things. Um, you know that's like the best we we can hope for. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, like you said, Ginsburg did some good stuff. Um, I, I don't want to take away from that, but you know, people only focus on the good. And I know we've spoken about you know Joe Biden on the podcast and how people need to know who they're voting for. People need to know who they're talking about. Uh, you know, who they're posting about. And, and you know, from my perspective, Ginsburg was very selfish in the end. You know, she she had that opportunity to to retire and make sure. Her legacy was upheld, but I, I think, uh, you know, her, her own narcissism got the best of her, and she didn't think anyone else could do the job as well as she could. And now we are in a very, very diff- difficult predicament where Donald Trump uh, gets to pick her replacement, and that's uh, that's a scary thought. I, I, I highly doubt that things are going to change radically through, like, voting people out because it's still so gradual, and... Let me go back to that book, People's History of the United States. Like from the beginning, people could run for office if they had a certain amount of money and land. You know, like it's the you know, it's just not meant even if we do vote these people in like, you know, it's it's not meant for like the common person to to be reflected in legislature or or government at a local or you know, or uh, or higher level or statewide or, or, or countrywide level, federal level. It's. You know, when we talk about the the Supreme Court, like, why doesn't it reflect today's base? Why doesn't it reflect the people it's going to affect? Why isn't it, you know, a multicultural, uh, you know, intergender group of people at this point? You know, uh, younger people as well. It hasn't changed, right? It hasn't changed with with the times, with the people. Um, and, And that's why, you know... So many of us believed in that that idea of change and, and wanting to be progressive and and you know that that idea is becoming so more much more popular because we need to change we need to change something because it's not working not working for us maybe it worked for for the people who put it in place right the the, the powerful the the racist the rich they that's what they wanted but um, for the rest of us it's it's not okay anymore. And uh, speaking of people whom this system doesn't serve, uh, today is the decision regarding the Breonna Taylor case, which uh, I, I wasn't sure there actually like was a case happening. Uh, a former Louisville police officer has been indicted by a grand jury on first-degree wanton endangerment charges for his actions on the night Breonna Taylor was killed by police. But not for her death. 
<laughs> Two other officers at the shooting were not indicted. The long-awaited charges against the former officer, Brett Hankinson, you know what, I'm not even going to read it. I know what happened. So here's what happened. Former detective Brett Hankinson, Brett Hankinson, whatever, Brett Honkison, for all I care, uh, he was uh, indicted on, on wanton endangerment because of his bullets that endangered other people in the apartment complex, Ty. Yeah, I would say that's that's pretty uh, dangerous, you know. It's so dangerous, yep. in fact, that he murdered Breonna Taylor. But, uh, you know, let's not focus on that a little bit. And an indictment isn't even a, a, like a full-on charge yet. It just means that you have enough evidence to charge. Then yeah. there has to be an actual trial, and then there has to be a conviction. And it's it's just not going to happen. How long did it take them to get the evidence for this? People knew the next fucking day, right? It's been, what, four months? I just, you know, like, this is so ridiculous that it takes this long to just get to this point. And the other two officers had uh, nothing brought against them either. The editor would like to note that when we say officers, we're actually referring to two detectives, one of them which has been fired and has multiple uh, sexual assault uh, allegations. That uh, was uh, former detective Brett Hankison, the one that we're talking about specifically. And uh, another one of them was a sergeant. So basically, they should have known better. A little bit later on in this conversation, we're going to talk about whether or not any of them were hit. Uh, former detective Brett Hankison actually was hit in the leg by uh, by Kenneth Walker's bullet. And uh, there's a lot of stipulation over as to why this happened. Uh, they think, uh, you know, basically one side is saying that the cops knocked, even though they didn't have to because they're so merciful. They knocked knocked, announced themselves, and then came in. Once again, this is in the middle of the night. This was like around midnight, uh, maybe a little bit later, but not not past 1 a.m. Uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, if you're in the middle of sleeping, just note that you're probably not going to hear someone if they do announce themselves. He says that he didn't hear anything, which is why he shot at a bunch of people coming into his apartment out of nowhere. I feel like you would too. Um, you know, the all we have to go with as far as the whole, oh, we definitely knocked? Just the cops. That That's really all we have to go go on. So, uh, you know, believe what you're going to believe. Just wanted to add that in there. Thanks for listening to this episode and enjoy the rest of it. If, if, if you're listening and don't know about this case, please look it up. Uh, a, a young woman who, who was a, a first responder, I believe an EMT, uh, something along those lines, she was uh, murdered in her sleep at her apartment by police executing a no-knock warrant uh, who had bad information. And yeah, it's taken they were this in the, long. There was nothing there, right? They, they weren't supposed to be in that apartment. They had no reason to, to go in there in the first place. And and with, with you know, someone dead, her boyfriend arrested, right? Uh, because he had pulled a gun in defense. Uh, he didn't actually, I don't think he actually injured or killed anyone, but... I, I can't I can't say for certain. There is a really great documentary on it on uh, on Hulu. So uh, I would say to check that out if you if you want more in depth information. I think that he I think he might have struck uh, some of the cops or or maybe they got they got hit with uh, with with friendly fire as we know you know thirty percent accurate and all that. Um, but either way, you know you charge in on you know you don't announce yourself as a cop and you barge in. Yeah, you're gonna get shot at. Sorry, um, you know so. Uh, but yeah, so her boyfriend. Luckily, the the char the charges were dropped. Uh, but you know, who knows if it ends there? There was you know there will probably be some intimidation uh, afterwards. But but the another thing I want to note is that in Louisville, uh, Kentucky, they uh, prepped the entire town for a riot by like boarding up certain buildings. They did that in a, in advance 
of the announcement of of uh of the indictment. So <laughs> wow. you know, it's it's like they knew that it wasn't going to be good enough or maybe they were preparing uh the people for for something terrible like, you know, the worst case scenario uh and they gave them the next the next worst thing. I, I feel like they almost one. want them to riot and protest because then they can go and point fingers and look, go, look, we're trying to give them justice and they're, they're still not happy. You know, like that's it's true. Like they're that's like, what egging them on. They're, they're yeah. poking them, you know? Yeah. That's what it always has been. And they go, Oh, well they're not happy with some little morsel, some crumb that doesn't even, it, you know, if it was a justice sandwich, it's the bread. It's not even the justice in, in between the bread. Okay. That that's what they're offering. And then once it's denied, you know, they say, you know what? These people are ungrateful animals. We do need yep. law and order. Like, you know, we told you. We told you from the beginning. They, you know, they only want to destroy. And the BLM and Antifa, and they're all the same thing. Blah, blah, blah. <sighs> uh, well, it'll be interesting to see how, the, you know, the next few days shake out. Um, you know, we're currently recording this on the day of, so we have no idea what tomorrow morning is going to bring. Yeah, I mean, by the time this airs, uh, we may we may see some interesting things, but um, it it you know it is what it is, I guess. At this point, we gotta. Okay, wait. Do you want to make predictions, and then we'll see if we're right by Friday? <laughs> oh, oh God. Okay. Um. So they've prepared. <sighs> okay, three people, three civilians dead by Friday. I don't know if they're pro-cop protesters or or protesting for Breonna Taylor, but I'm going to say three civilians dead by Friday. Wow. I don't that's know bold, what. That's a bold prediction. It is. It is. But I feel like I've got good odds. So, so yeah, that, that is the thing that worries me, though, is that they've had time to prepare for a riot, so who knows how dangerous they're going to be. Yep. And let's see if there's any anti-protesters that show up, right? Oh, fun. I'm sure. I'm sure they're waiting for it, bro. They're waiting to get there and be patriots, man. But yeah, so uh, so we're going to go into Lovecraft Country. Are you ready for this, Ty? Oh, I'm ready for Lovecraft Country. 